Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. CC did. CC Penis Town. Oh Riz. my goodness! What a master of house vocals. I love her. Uh, I, me too. You know her voice is really. I guess her voice is amazing. No, Stage but it's name, not. It's not very. Yeah, I saw it on the on the racket dance tracks when it finally came out, and I was like, "Why did they call her Peniston?" Well, I mean, but I live. Know, they knew their know, audience. They did. They did work on these mixes, and uh, absolutely. Yeah, and and boyish worked it with all of these house tunes the past two hours. So I know that we're all uh, gonna miss him because now it's into disco fantasia land. Because I'm here. Well, Gant will keep well, it house. Also, too. yeah, true. we're gonna keep That's it. That's true. That's true. Know, I forget. I know she that. keeps me reeled in. No, uh, but we're excited. Uh, speaking of house and uh, haunted house, haunted house. And, right. and and record labels past. Um, we're going to be talking with uh, one of our favorite house heads uh, and uh, scene queens, if it were, uh, from uh, the late '90s, early 2000s. A previous body and soul member, artist, uh, uh, lighting, lighting designer. Yeah, she's just just a great, great human being, and uh, she's going to be with us somehow, either physically or on the phone. We're not quite sure how. Through osmosis. It's a spooky season, yeah. It'll be through a seance. Um, but uh, it's Liz Laguari. She's going to be on the phone with us in uh, hopefully just a few, or maybe a little more than a few. But 
we're gonna talk with her today. And until then, we're gonna listen to tons of penis. It's gonna be. I mean, CC penis. Crazy too. love, crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy, crazy man. man. Whoa, it's just, crazy it's just dude. Really wow, crazy. Bro. Wow, crazy. You're listening to Yes, She Did.
And if you'd like to touch us or feel us or just chat with us, go to chat.thefaceradio.com or slash CC Penis Town or visit us at mixcloud.com forward slash live forward slash the face radio BK. You can't scream if you're off mic. Nobody can hear and nobody cares. Furthermore, and you can also hear her tonight at the Booch Queens Express. It's a Haller Queen edition. Yes. Uh, here at uh, 1 Jackson Street here in Williams. Sorry, not here in Williamsburg. We're in Booch Week. Uh, whatever. Listen, I don't know where Brooklyn is anymore. And neither Black Party, K. Whatever, honey. The point is, is uh, we're going to be on the line with Liz Laguari in just about 20. So keep it locked here. And uh, I know I promised disco. Uh, it's not happening right now. Three hours. It's going to happen. Believe me. You're listening to Yes, She Did.
People, people, hold on. Hold on. Hold <laughs> For Liz the on. She's because here. you got, uh, or we got, on the line, one of our very, very, very favorite people. Um, she is a, an artiste. Uh, she is a dancer. Uh, not like ballet or trained or anything, but she's a private damn it, dancer. She's a private dancer, a dancer for money, and she'll do what she wants you to do. I'm kidding. But uh, she is on the line with us. Uh, it's the one, the only, Liz Laguari. Hey, girl, hey. Thanks for joining us. Hey, well, thanks for having hey. me. What, I'm, it's so nice to be here. I'm, I wish I could be in the studio with you right now. What a drag I'm not, but there you are. I see you in 2D. 2D. I know. It's it's really a... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's truly a... Uh, uh, an honor, an honor to have you. To yeah, yeah, because I've been trying to get you on the damn show for what feels like 
I don't know, uh, uh, five million years now. Um, and uh, I just want to pick your brain about the, the olden days and uh, what was happening uh, back in the early days of Lizard Warrior. Because I know, and I've been chatting about the past couple weeks, your gallery uh, in, uh, in Sowa, which I used to know as the South End uh, when I lived in Boston for five minutes. Um, but, uh, and and your, uh, we, we chatted all about your gallery at uh, La Mama that happened uh, just a few months ago, but let's go back in time. How did this all begin in uh, uh, your introduction into, um, I guess, uh, uh, playing with imagery and light the way that you do? Wow, that's a great question. I think it really goes back to my early sort of club kids days where... introduction into. Can you all hear me okay? Oh, good. Yeah, my, my early days kind of using a fake ID and getting into clubs around the city. And, and um, I think the first time I went to Twilo, I saw flag dancers. And I was just like, oh, I wanna, I wanna light those things up. And I started taking long exposures, for, you know, photos of these flag dancers. And then I, I kind of decided that I needed to figure out how to control the lights. Um, so that sort of, you know, eventually that happened. I wound up dating a DJ named um, Susan Morbido back when I was a, a baby of 19 years old. And uh, yeah, we were we were uh, a pair for like four or five years in my early, my early, my late teenage, early 20s. I don't even think I was 21 yet. And um, she invited me. Yeah, she I mean, well, it wound up working out. We, she invited me to come out to Fire Island and she was playing at the pavilion. And I walked into the DJ booth and Guy Smith was doing lights and he was sort of dancing around and he was really doing a great job at, at what I would call painting with lights. And I was just like, okay, I gotta get in here. And so when no one was around, I would sneak into the pavilion and I started teaching myself the lighting console there. Oh, wow. And and then I sort of got good enough where I was just like, you know, Susan would go in early and she would play records and then I would fool around on the lights. And, and then I was just like, okay, you, we have to, I think Guy was away and I was able to sort of get one of his shifts. Okay. Mm. And, that's how, it's, and, that's and how it starts, right? History. Swoop in. There you go. There you go. And, there you go. And, so uh, I started doing lighting design. And that lasted for, for, uh, for how long there? Uh, at the pavilion? Yeah. Or in, at the uh, pavilion. I, well, I started try. I mean, I had a knack for it, and word kind of spread around. And then people started requesting that I, you know, Susan bring me with her. Mm-hmm. And so for three, three, or three years, I guess, I traveled with Susan every weekend, and I played all the gigs she played. I played alongside her. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, so I got jaded really. really, really Yay. <laughs> yeah, I was just, That's like, how it was goes. just um, I was just saying last night that, you know, I kind of did it the other way around instead of like going on tour, doing concert lighting and schlepping around in a van. And I, I was like getting flown first class around the country and okay. staying at bougie hotels and 
wow. totally being a diva. I had to. I really had to correct myself when when that all ended. When the real tour or life in, sets in, yeah. Or in, until Frankie <laughs> found me, and then Frankie. There you go. Me. So how did that all uh, come sure. about? Uh, well, well, after after I was with Susan, you know, I had worked. Uh, she had uh, regular gigs at a, a sort of club bar called Splash Bar. I'm sure. Never heard of, of it. No, of course. Bar was. Not, not <laughs> it was this. It was this crazy. Do you know what this this place is, Trey? Do you know what Splash Bar was? I mean, are he's we talking... probably heard. We're not talking but... about the one on Seventeenth Street and uh, yeah. outside of Union Square. Yeah. I was probably Gant that knows was, me personally and thinks five, that I was yeah. five. Gant, I mean, thank you, honestly, and let's let the listening audience believe that. I played, but I played there a few times. You did. No, I actually saw but, uh, uh, prior to its closing i saw gloria estefan there she she debuted a shut up gant uh, fan listen ever. i really am but uh no uh she she debuted her her really not so great album that came out like maybe uh, eight years ago it had like two really great songs on it though and she didn't perform either of them um but uh yes splash i am very aware of um uh painfully oh wow wanted me to be a resident lighting person there Whenever I would, so I. I and this I was and this was what at, year? What, what after yeah. we were together, I kept working at you know picking up gigs, doing lights. So like late nineties, so working at Splash Bar, and Frankie came through, and um, you know halfway through the night he stopped me and he said, "I haven't worked at, with anyone who's done lights like lights like you in twenty five years." And he said, what are you doing? What are you doing on Halloween? And I was just like, I don't know. He's like, will you come to Montreal? And he was referencing stereo in Montreal. And I was like, sure. You know, he's like, okay, you'll get a call. So I, I just kind of like, it's like, okay. So a week later, my phone rings and it's, you know, I'm like, hello. He's like, hello, may I speak to Liz Ligori? And like, this is her, like, this is she who's speaking. It's like, oh, this is David Morales. And I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> I was like, literally. Right, crank yankers. Yeah, like, exactly. No. Yeah. He's like, this is David Morales. Dead ass. Dead ass serious. Like, like, I'm like, no, this is a joke, right? He's like, no, it's not a joke. He's like, Frankie gave me your number. Um, you know, I own this club in Montreal called Stereo, and he wants me to fly you out to do lights for our Halloween event. Wow. So that happened. So they flew me up to Montreal. I did lights at stereo. And then David Morales asked me to be a resident light person and do his, his um, events there once a month. So, wow. you know, it's sort of like one, one thing always leads into another. That's... Well, that's, that was Angel Murray's club also. I believe he built it. But, so rest in power and paradise, Angel. But, um, but I, didn't, you're, you're, I didn't know all, all this backstory about you myself. All I knew was like, she's a great photographer. I need headshots. And then <laughs> I, I brought my bike over to your house when you had that spot on Spencer. And um, yeah, were you always an were you always an artist? Uh, like from like oh, a young always. age? From since I was five, my my mom's younger sister, you know, they came over from Sicily when they were in their twenties, and oh, okay. she really wa- she really wanted to be an artist, but my grandparents you know they were like hell no you got to get a job mm-hmm. no artist thing so 
But she would make these beautiful charcoal sketches and pastel drawings, and I was just like, oh, I want to be an artist. And so that really gave me um, a lot of agency to kind of, because, you know, school was whatever. Mm. I didn't really go to a great school, but I always knew I'd be an artist. So it was always the thing I had in my back pocket. And that was all self-taught, uh, or did you go uh, after awful public school to uh, to somewhere else that was more? I, I I did make it into a university called Drew, but I um, and I did become I did get an, uh, a BFA, a Bachelor in Fine Arts, <sighs> but it was a liberal arts school because mm-hmm. I really need, felt like I needed to catch up for what I didn't get in high school and elementary school. Mm. And then, and then it just, I guess, naturally took off from that. I guess being in the right place, the right time. Uh, you grew up here. I take it, New York City. Uh, yes. Yes. Palisades uh, Park, to be specific, one mile Ooh. outside New York. And I try not to have Jersey shame, but I do a little. So <laughs> I ride little over there a lot, a and it's beautiful there. And you spend all your time. Yeah. That's yeah, the that's the metropolitan area. I th- I think it's close enough to say to say so. Uh, I mean, close to the action than Maspeth. Let's be real. Um, but uh, what have you been doing lately with yourself? I know uh, I haven't I haven't seen your lights uh, in quite some time. I've seen your photography and TBH kids. If you haven't checked out Liz Liguori's work yet, uh, go do yourself a big old favor and do it because my god it's on another uh, level yeah entirely. i mean like and i i don't do you have anything in person right now well i have to show up in boston until the end of the month okay um, and then boston peeps still go now, check that out now is my studio time where i you know there's no camera involved anymore in my work i mean oh, that's no? the other backstory that i was a photographer for years as Gant. that's how you know me yeah those worlds really didn't overlap until i started making this artwork so that is a combo of darkroom photographic darkroom technique and lighting design basically so i guess uh for the for the more pedestrian folk including myself uh could you explain uh a little bit of how that works Right, because it's you're doing the analog thing with like photographic paper and the 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 liquid and all that, and I don't think many people even know, you know, how that works. Yeah, it's it's that it's that magic. I I think that everyone's probably seen some movie where some some guys in a room with like red lights and little trays of chemistry. And he, yes. He like, right. or it's usually like a detective film, old detective film. They shoot photos and then put it in this magical solution, and then you see the image magically appear. And so I kind of I'm using that magic of the, the chemistry to um, I take the photographic paper, which is light sensitive, and I bring it into a dark room, which is my studio, Spencer Street, Gantt. Oh, oh she's still there. That's just. Yep. I think I rode by the there on the way now, here yeah. today. And when you say dark room, room. these days, uh, people get other ideas of what a dark room entails. (laughs) I don't know uh, about if it's these days, it's these queens. Um, But yes, uh we know what you mean. Yeah, Yeah, it's not a a back room, but a dark room. (laughs) Right, it's dark with a red light, however. Uh, Yeah, however, exactly. We're making art Um, here. So I take this photographic paper, which is light sensitive, and Uh I use lasers and prisms. Which was something I came up with when I was working at Club uh, Love, a club called. Club. I remember you 
putting that on the console and putting your uh, laser pointer through it and deflecting it around the room. And I was like, what the what? What? And, th- you know, that club, obviously, you know, the building's been torn down, which breaks my heart. But uh, that was yeah. like that sound system was crazy. And the DJ booth was literally upholstered with suede. It was like even the floor. This was, was at this was at Love. Love yeah. On on 8th and McDougal, that corner. I mean, downstairs. Uh, and it had this like in yes. the front was like this carpeted like D-light hippie colorful lounge and in the back we, the dance floor they floated the dance floor which is for those who do work in the studio that is a tremendously expensive thing and I think it was Steve Weber was the owner and yeah. props and praises to him for going all the way and getting Gary Stewart rest in power in paradise to come in there and uh, really do a sound system the way like no holds barred. I'm spending all my money. Here it is. Enjoy. Yeah. It was really it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and and brought you in. And I got to meet obviously. You. <laughs> yeah. Right. To to yeah, to shoot he, lasers he, through yeah. crystals and uh, and deflect light all over the the dance floor. But and now I, you do it and, onto and on your silver pants. That yes. Split. <laughs> oh yes. Well, you know there'd be these these night yeah and silver pants. The silver pants. I mean there'd be these nights where. You know, I I always say the lighting is the subliminal 50. It's sort of 50% of what's going on in the room. I mean, of yeah. course, everyone comes to see the DJ. But if the lights are on, you're really, you have the ability to create this peak experience. Yeah. And when you're just like reveling and dancing and the your environment is really in sync with the music and the lights are, are creating drama, you create peak experiences and there were so many moments where it's just like damn unless you were there on that dance floor on that journey with you know sort of everyone around you you there's no way to take that lighting with you and so it's in the moment yeah Mm -hmm. they're like sand you know those buddhist sand paintings you sort of make them and and then you just sweep them away and that's what it felt like for years and so this is a sort of process that allows me to capture the ephemeral movement of light over the surface of the photographic paper. And so, but yeah, it's that it was that the laser show, Stephen Weber, the owner gave me, he handed me, he came in one day and he handed me a green laser pointer and I sort of opened the little box and I kind of laughed at it in a way. I didn't laugh, but I was like, oh, this is so cute and sweet. Thank you for the laser pointer. I was just like, what am I going to do with this thing? You know? <laughs> And so I was like, you know, I'd, I'd shine it on the mirror ball and it, you know, it didn't really do much. And then um, a friend, just separately, my friend Condra, she would come to the DJ Harvey parties. Oh, and yeah. that's how I, that's how I met Condra. She, she and she'd call me light girl. She'd be like, light girl. And she, <laughs> she showed up one day and, and she gave me a prism this old vintage prism and I, I was just like oh this is cute another cute gift thanks you know and I put it out in front of this big whole hog lighting system because you know he didn't spare any expenses on the, the lighting either I had you know a $50,000 lighting console and a half a million dollars worth of lights in this teeny little room which yeah. was kind of amazing yeah so I put that the little incredible. prism out in front of me and I put the laser through it and I was just like Oh, I could. The room is small enough where I could kind of have this little analog light show. So I got a couple more prisms and I put them out there and I started putting little mirrors around that club to kind of make like a 
sort of geometry effect. Like you link them together. Yeah, and and so then and then I got another laser pointer, and basically I turned these like fifteen dollar handheld laser pointers into a light show, and and you know and people would respond to them because it was little performance art. Because then here's this little bouncing person on a box dancing <laughs> to the music, and then the light the lasers would come on and sync up, and then someone you know I think that's where it became less subliminal because people were like, oh, that person's controlling the lights. I Literally, it yes. It's not even a yeah. machine; it's an actual person. person. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And so, and you know, and I never stopped. I would start my shift, and I would dance and do the lights the whole time. I barely left to go to the bathroom. It killed me to leave a song to go to the bathroom. I was really dedicated. To I remember I you telling so me anyways, about your this, shifts there. You had whole, you had really long shifts there. I mean, because keep in mind, love was also after hours, and so it was just yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I would start at 7 p.m. and I would, I'd get home at 7:30 or 8 in the morning. <laughs> I worked right. all night, just, just, and I didn't even think anything of it. I, you know, I loved it. The music was great. I mean, that was the thing about that space. It was, um, like DJs, DJs went played there. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were reel to reels. That you know, like you said, the Gary Stewart sound system. You could dance forever on that dance floor. It was. Yeah. Just I mean, you would go nothing. there and it would like you'd hear a song and it was like, OK, it sounds like this song was specifically made for this room, like Carl Craig Sandstorms or um, oh, yeah. like I was there one night when uh, uh, Sting International was DJing for a party and he played um, It Should Have Been You by Gwen Guthrie. And it sounded exactly like, you know, the, everything was so crisp and clean and it sounded like they made the record in the, that d- <laughs> dance floor. Like, like they made it, they mastered it there. Like, okay, this is what we want it to sound like ultimately. I mean, you know the quality, you know when you're dealing with a good sound system, when you're standing in the middle of a dance floor, your ears don't get tired and you can carry a conversation on and then right. hear all everything. You can hear the lows, you hear the mids, you can hear the highs. The only space, one of the spaces that I've been into recently that does that is that space nowadays. And mm. Oh, yeah. Shorty... Yeah. Shorty built that sound system, and he also did stereo. Yeah, yeah. I, I I hit him up with for a quote on some speakers, and it was like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, those are thirty thousand, but I'll sell them to you for twenty five. I was like, uh huh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they sound mighty yeah. nice, though. Yeah, when no one after everyone sometimes at seven thirty in the morning after everyone left, I um, I would take you know there was a collection of records there in the booth that lived in the booth and i would just turn all the lights off (laughs) and then put a record on and then just go out into the center of the dance floor and just dance by myself live yeah Mm -hmm. because Uh. that was the sound system that you could do that on yeah just i'm so glad i did that and just really took that in yeah well I uh, I hate to to cut our conversation semi short. I mean, we have been chatting for a little bit. No, I know that that is that is the well. The that's point also of the, show. the mark of a good lighting person is that they first of all they know the music. Yes. And second of all, they don't just put it on autopilot and leave because most of the places I play at these days, uh, yeah, it's, like, uh, like the music will change and the lights will still be stuck on the same pattern or not focus right. Or you go back right there, they're, they're reading a the book. I'll come, I'll come do lights just for you two. Oh. <gasps> oh, 
the Liz Laguari. I don't know if we can afford you. I was going to say. You know, no, for free, baby. I'm going to oh. I mean, while we're on the life. subject, you know, it uh. is, it is, uh, <laughs> it's Lisa Canestracci's birthday today. Oh, so that's let's, true. Let's yes. Another former her. Henrietta Hudson yes. uh, brethren. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to, to Liz Laguari. It's her birthday today. She, oh. she turns an, some age, uh, but she's timeless as far as I'm concerned. Wow. And you know, there's that connection there, too, that I could tell you when we come back from the break. But yes. that's how I met Susan was at Lisa's, you know, Henrietta Hudson. Okay. <gasps> ah, yes. Okay, so well, we'll, we'll actually, that and that's and that's quite apropos. Uh, we're going to we're going to come back in with a little bit of love uh, right, from so Alison Limerick. I'll just flat out say since I moved to New York the first time in 91, this is the number one song of all this. This rules the whole <laughs> roost. Before I met Frankie, everything, I remember David Morales playing this at California Club on 43rd and Broadway. This piano line came on, and I was like, whoa. Yes. So let's do that and come back with Liz. Yes. You're listening to Yes, She Did.
You are listening to The Face Radio. Yes, Allison Limerick. Uh, I think we're gonna do that again afterwards. Again? Yeah, yeah we're oh. gonna do it again. All right, all right. What is this because MTV in 1992? Uh, it's called the vocal, and then it's called the dub. Oh, you want to do the dub? That's not the same thing again. That's two different things. Someone else had to mix and master that Gant. You know, there was hard work and effort put into that dub. Anyway, uh, we're back with Liz Laguari, uh, and we were uh, we were just saying uh, right before we took a break. It's uh, it's Lisa Canastracci's birthday, um, and uh, actually, she's uh, one of the subjects of the newly uh, released and available on Roku documentary series, The Lesbian Bar Project. Um, and uh, uh, for those of you who know us two very well, you know that we were uh, little resident DJs at Henrietta Hudson at one point or another. Uh, yes, she did. And um, Liz Laguari used to uh, used to used to work there, right? Oh, wait, you lived around the corner from there. Did you move? And you moved to the East Village. Well, I so many questions I at once. The can't. Corner there after I met Susan, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Susan lived around the corner. Okay. <laughs> so you met so, you met Susan at at Henrietta. Yeah. How ah. convenient. I started off as a bar, I think I was, well, I was really, you know, I was playing sports in college, so I was pretty, I, I looked a little bit like, I didn't have a neck, I was like very bulky. I didn't have a neck. <laughs> and I, I, would, I would go to Henrietta's on Wednesday nights, and, you know, I wasn't quite 21 yet, I think I had fake ID though, but 
I would go to Wednesday, I would go on Wednesday nights and I would just tip tip the bartenders like crazy. As because they you didn't should. they didn't card me at wow. the door on Wednesdays. So I would tip them <laughs> sorry, Lisa, happy birthday. Uh, um, it's, <laughs> bygones are bygones and statute of limitations. Yeah, so I would, I would really excessively tip the bartenders and then they were all like, Liz, Liz. And so then when I would show up on a Saturday, they would be like, oh, Liz, come right in. Nobody carded me. And so then I would, you know, I no one ever asked how old I was and I would just kind of ah, go there. And then the good old they, days, somebody didn't show up for the, the door shift the bouncer shift ah. and, and they were like you look strong do you want to you don't have a neck a bouncer. And I was like great sure and so there I thought it was so cool I was just like you know crossed arms looking as bulky as possible and you know asking people much older than me for their ID and then I um, and then there was a, a bartender Tina she was sort of the manager and she had she took a shine to me and I was just like, Tina, will you teach me how to bartend? And she did. She she taught me how to bartend and while I was behind the bar in training, Susan would show up to the bar and she thought I was cute and so she just kept showing up. Ooh. And you know, so that's how that all happened. So and Susan was nineteen years older than me too. So she was She's rocking a cradle. Wow. Okay. Hey, hey. Wow, we're spilling all this dirt on her. I love it. It's I not yeah, dirt. So it's dirt. Don't, don't send her this <laughs> link to the episode. It'll be in the archive tomorrow. Yes. If you wish. It's oh, also great. broadcasting forever. live around the world right now. But right. whatever. Uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, so so you, you started there. So you've always been kind of part of nightlife. Uh, I guess even before one generally can be part of nightlife from every aspect yeah so like you've been you've been behind the bar on the dance floor uh what and 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 now uh now you're in galleries uh do you uh do you think you'll make a triumphant return to nightlife and uh do you see that in your in your near future i mean aside from us once we yes, find that venue for you us, but yeah yes. <laughs> well i've sort of been you know like i was saying when we were off air that I've been turning down a lot of lighting gigs just because for me, the music has to be good. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying there isn't good music out there, but I, you know, I, that's, I don't, I want my soul to, I want to just be able to dance and really enjoy myself and feel the music. And I don't really want to expose myself to music that the energy is not on the same vibrational wavelength come on i guess word right well also you know i was telling greg J this uh who's actually uh, one of our radio mates who's going to be moving out west uh so props oh, and praises so to sad. greg J. uh yeah I, that which breaks my heart that he's leaving but um you know i was telling greg the other day there's a certain trust involved with you know when you have the right DJ and you trust, you're trusting them. And then that's even multiplied even more when it's DJs going to see DJs. So for instance, like I listen to his shows almost religiously because I trust him. I know he's going to take me where I need to go and get my day going when I'm listening to it in the archive or whatever. There's a trust involved and I, you understand that. And when the music is yeah. right and the lighting is right, you're creating that moment and that experience for the audience and for the dance floor. 
and yeah i just you know you'd become i just become a conduit for the music basically right you know my i feel like my identity sort of goes away and i'm just channeling you're the messenger translating yeah exactly i guess so but yeah to answer the question about nightlife um just during the pandemic i got a phone call uh to see if i would design the lighting for a new club that was being built in palm springs called reforma oh. and the owners are really great um they're really good guys they get it they get what the journey should be they they know what good music is they are you know just dedicated to putting in a good sound system and so i was just like sure and and so i was like who's designing your nightclub and you know they said that this architectural firm but that they had never designed a nightclub before and i was just like oh. I'm like let me design your nightclub <laughs> <laughs> you know because it's just like why not i mean i've been going to nightclubs since i'm a kid basically and i've worked in some of the best nightclubs in the, the country and so i put together a proposal and he went with it and so during the pandemic i sort of designed i designed the logo and where the dj booth would be and wow. how big the dj booth would be where the lighting but the, the whole nine yards like even the bathrooms and interior stuff um and then i sort of let the and then i i just passed it the architects did not like me they were just pissed oh no they were really not happy um but yeah i sort of i sort of did that that was a fun thing i haven't seen they're building the space right now so if you're in Palm Springs or you're on the West Coast, definitely go check out La Reforma Nightclub and not because I designed it but because the owners are good people and I think that they're going to bring good music out there. Wow. That's great. I, I mean so, when you when you are in the club working as much as you have or I have or Trey has, you know, you see when it's right and you see when it's wrong and you know exactly what kind of things work and what kind of things don't and right the mm -hmm. architects exactly. will understand that you know once the club opens and sees you know because it's a whole right. flow to it you can't have the dj booth next to the bathroom or whatever you know i mean yeah and it's little things like that and it's actually like even being able to get a re get through the dance like the, the whole dance club efficiently if you're a staff yeah and you need to work there and having a booth really like a bathroom really close to the dj booth so the dj doesn't have to then privately traverse a whole yeah. dance floor yeah. you know you can't bring in talent and then a green room and i mean these were things that the architect who's actually a very he's a fantastic architect he's done really great work i don't want to put anyone down of course but if you don't spend time in nightclubs and you haven't designed a nightclub these are like little details that are crucial yeah and this is what's going to get like this was this is going to separate really good DJs and great DJs from wanting to work in your space or not yeah truth exactly so and so aside from the sound system and you know the other basic things but right we'll get we'll get shorty out there with a couple million dollars and see what happens right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, so you're you're giving all your talents to the west coast and and new england i right, guess so too. you're leaving yeah so you're not yeah exactly so so yes back to nightlife but not in new york city um, well that's not true i mean i i did just take i just signed on to do a theatrical production called avalona oh yeah we were talking about that has, yeah it, tell us about that 
it's all original music of the um, the Trans Siberia Siberian Orchestra. Um, yeah, there. It's it's that crew who's behind it. Okay, um, written all this original music for this production, which will be at uh, a church on 86th Street, and let's see what else. I think it. I think it's doing. It's like a a preview, or not even a preview. It's it's sort of a workshop of the piece. Huh. And that will be. I think it's November 14th. I'm not even sure what the ticket situation will be, but they're using one of my lighting sculptures. Oh, cool. Um, which is a, a mirrored piece. Um, Gant, I think you've, maybe you've seen it. It's definitely on my website. It's called the Holographic Hive. Was uh, that the thing in the corner of the gallery? Was that the thing in the corner of the gallery that you had behind the, the curtain? No, no, that okay. was something different. Okay. Um, this this is a um, a sculptural piece I made of it has thirty six convex mirrors, and if you projection map onto it with a little haze, you kind of get a holographic image of wow, it. Wow. Okay. So, um, oh yeah, the workshop presentation is the tenth and eleventh of November, by the way. But yeah, so this piece is this piece, the sculptural piece I made will be in it. And I might design a couple of more little pieces for it. And then I'm going to design the lighting for them. So it should be a fun, different. It's at St. Andrew's Church on West 86th oh, Street in West End. Yes. Sweet. So yeah. the space, it's a beautiful space. Um, and it's it's really a great, it's a whole, it's a great team. And the music is good. I think um, it's sort of, it's exciting. It's exciting to do something different. Well, once it's, once we have the full information about it you're going to post that on your instagram i believe is that going to be the yes, best I way will. to find out okay and then let's just make sure we have oh uh we're we're already doing that you're not kicking her off no no we're linking was, up the instagram. oh she's gonna link up. she's 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 a uh, she's live live broadcasting her posting it to instagram there you no, go no no we're gonna we're gonna oh, link you got up it girl her instagram there you go the oh chat. yes Ah, uh, yes, that too. Oh, yes, if you'd like to join us, chat dot the dot com. Uh, we're, if you're just tuning in with us now, we're currently with Liz Liguori, artist and lighting designer. Um, uh, you, uh, you are working with, uh, with, uh, the Trans Siberian Orchestra. That's exciting. And, um, and uh, La Reforma in Palm Springs. And you also have uh, your current gallery going on. When does that end? Uh, up at Abacus? Halloween. Halloween. Ooh, okay. kids. Spooky. October 31st. So uh, if you're in the Boston area, get your buns over to Abacus Gallery. Here's the million dollar question. What are your plans for Halloween? You know, I had this crazy <laughs> idea that I would do this you know, a whole Halloween party in my studio because Ooh. I just painted the whole thing matte black. I mean, it looks a lot like a sweet Ooh. nightclub, I have to Ooh. say. It has surround sound system. I mean, <laughs> but I was thinking about doing it, but that's, it's too, I mean, like that's days from now. That's not happening. Well, not happening. I've, I've seen people throw things now. together in smaller It'll amounts be, It could be like one of Michael Alex's outlaw parties. We could throw it in the L train. Yeah, I was uh, just going to say, let's go. Or, but I will. Will you, will you guys DJ my studio party? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Always. it won't be on Halloween, though, but I, I was definitely thinking about having 
a sort of a studio redo christening party. Ooh, you know I love Sweet. a christening. Right. You or, love a, yeah, be, yeah. Or, you do. There's also, I guess, <laughs> if we're going to talk about great Halloween parties, we could talk about Scotto's Masquerade, which I never attended, but that got to be big. And he did NASA at, at Shelter and... Oh, uh, yeah. Which later yeah, became yeah. vinyl, which used to be area and quick, and I, that mm. sounds. I mean, yeah, I bag. have to admit, after twenty years of working every holiday with no breaks, like Halloween, New Year's, every every big weekend holiday, I still am filled with joy when I don't have to show up to work. Right. And especially on New Year's. Oh, man. I New Year's so can be a mess. Yeah. do New Year's events anymore. Although you can charge double. That's what. That's true. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, double. lowly lighting designers don't really see any of that. We get the same pay no matter what. Well, we're going we're gonna to make that wow. change. We need yeah. to make that change. We need a, uh, so a nightlife union. We're going to do the, the cut to the bone version of where love lives oh because yes that one didn't get released until much later and once again frankie would play this off of the reel to reel at sound factory bar and we were all like you know wanting to buy it couldn't find it when is it coming out i bought the 12 inch that isn't the right mix blah 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 so oh yep yeah, that whole thing <laughs> he would have his own he had it like that where he had his own personal version Oh, of yeah. of songs yep. that were never released, and I think maybe some of them are starting to get. They're coming I'm not out of the sure vaults. what the Frankie Knuckles Foundation is doing with his. I know you can go see his records <sighs> in Chicago at the Frankie Knuckles Foundation. But look, look, but don't touch. Yeah, I don't think you. No touchy. No I don't touch. think so. Uh, no, don't. no touchy. But don't. There, I know that some of the folks that he worked with in the studio, like Eric Cupper, um, and. Um, I'm not, he's slipping my name right now. Slipping right now. But anyway, they have put out some of the other versions of things and new things that sound like Frankie, even though you know he's no longer around. But anyway, so yeah. Thank you, Liz. Much yes. love, much respect. Um, of course, we can't wait to do another party with you somewhere. You know, yes. whether it be. Just say the word. I will. I will make a guest lighting. I'll come out of. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'll come out of my semi retirement. I'm really focused on making these light paintings now. So yeah, this is uh, a cool thing. But I will definitely come out of my semi retirement for you <gasps> in a heartbeat. We're so honored. Yeah, deeply honored. Honestly. So thank you so much for yeah. joining us today. And uh, kids, be sure if you're in the Boston area to check out uh, her gallery right now. That's uh, at the Abacus Gallery on 450 Harrison Avenue in Boston, uh, the South End for all you old Bostonians and Sowa for all of you new Bostonians. And realtors. Yes, and realtors. Um, and uh, also November 10th and 11th here in New York City, uh, you can go see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra uh, doing a workshop of their new stuff featuring Liz Liguori's art. Uh, and that's on 86th and West End Avenue. Kids, Liz Liguori is, uh, is just an incredible person. So if you see her in the street uh, at Henrietta Hudson or uh, anywhere in the East Village, uh, say hi. And you might even see her zooming you. around on a motorcycle. Actually, so, yeah, I was going to say. So watch out. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> zoom, zoom. I'm down. Yeah. 
Uh, Liz, we love you so much. Thank you for joining Thank us. You. And Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And uh, kids, you're listening to Yes, She Did.
creatures And each comes with its custom features Birds are built with the wings to fly That's how it is, you don't ask why Eagles don't attempt to swim And fish can't swing from limb to limb Snakes don't walk and bats can't see Check it out and you'll agree You can tell with just one glance White people can't dance White people can't dance If they move to the beat, it's just by chance They wriggle and sprinkle and dress for the park But they dance from the head, not from their hearts In English, America, Russia, and France Technology tends to expand But white people can't dance Plug to the wall, better keep your distance. He just might fall. His mind is at the office, his eye is on a mirror. He's out of breath and coughing. Time to drink another beer. Better check his blood pressure. He might be in a trance. It's really nothing serious. A white people can't dance. A white people can't dance. They can change your transmission or life for you in court. Teach you how to cheat on your income tax report. They're good at making weapons and big atomic plants. But when it comes to stepping, a white people can't dance. White people can't dance.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
of Brooklyn. You're listening to The Face Radio.
And if you're in a spooky mood, kids, this weekend, uh, you can come to the Exley. That's one Jackson Street in Williamsburg. Just right. And a shout out to Rick and my uh, Reese Beach crew chilling in Central Park. In yeah. the place to be on the, the gorgeous fall day. Yes. And, and yeah, let's, so what else? We got... Oh, so, so Exley, check this out. So Exley has their own beer now. Yes. Yeah. The a X-ray queer beer. Queen Point Kolsch. It's actually a gay beer, I guess. Right? Gay, it's a lesbian beer. It's yeah. an everyone, and yeah. With every <laughs> beer you buy and drink, well, you don't have to drink it, but if you... Yeah, you can pour it out $1 on the street, you teetotalers. <laughs> be, beer, beer, B-E-E-R. You can say it. to Sage. Yes, Sage. Sage is Sage. an amazing so organization. Uh, that, and yeah. Yes, that uh, for our listeners who don't know, Sage is a wonderful organization that helps our elders in the queer community. Um, and every dollar counts, uh, especially in these trying times uh, of inflation and economic uncertainty. But what is certain is that tonight you can catch Gant Johnson at the Butch Queen's Express Holler Queen edition. Uh, I'm sure there will be spooks and lukes. Um, and uh, 
if if there aren't tonight, there certainly will be tomorrow at Moist Chowlet. Trick or street. Trick or street. Or, yeah, no, no, I like freeway, that. La- last year it was trick or trade, but I like trick or street. That's nice. Trick yes. or s- street. Yes. Um, no I dick mean, Halloween's games. Halloween's on Monday, so... It is kind of, yeah. Tell uh, us in the chat what your plans are. Like, what's yes. the... I'm sure everyone's gonna. Does gonna anyone have a costume I could borrow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Likewise, uh, I mean, every day I'm I'm dressing up in a costume. I'll I dress s- up as a bike messenger. Uh, I will dress up as a uh, a, a, a we'll man. Give you a huge piece of cardboard and cut it into a circle, <laughs> and you can be a record. I'm yes. That is precisely what I'll be. Um, and uh, we'll be that and more this Holler Queen weekend. So like we said, come on out to uh, 1 Jackson Street, the Axley. I'll be there on Sunday from 4 to 9. I have no idea what's going to happen as yeah, far what's as the, the Halloween. Vi- what's the vibe with the uh, afternoon Usually Halloween we chill, vibes? On but a, I guess yeah. it's going to be whatever it's going to be. Well. Uh, stay tuned. Yes, we'll let you know all about that uh, next week and more. I mean, we're here for another 50 minutes, so we'll probably check in with you again. But uh, we're going to... 50, if you're counting. Five, zero. Five, zero. And right here, uh, you're in the middle of a very, very, very long mix, which is going to be from Danny Teneglia and The Dow, which is uh, Peter and Vanessa Dow. Surrender yourself. Ballroom yeah. mix. The ballroom mix. Yeah. Bring get it back to the ballroom, children. Lots learn it and learn Danny it well. Tineglia and the Dow. Right yes. Here. You're listening. See, so yes, she did.
don't you want to know right, hold everything. that Janet, uh, Janet Jackson is <laughs> turning it uh, <laughs> per usual and uh, I mean whatever just go follow her on it's Instagram like and you'll Saudi know everything about it Arabian it's radio you can't see it but yeah it's she's, I just reposted we're it living. in my stories um, her look but, is just Okay. We uh yeah yeah we uh we want to remind you all uh much like this uh record by Debbie Jacobs is uh insisting is uh one two three four cha 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 your way over to the Exley tonight uh because Gant is going to be giving you a spooktacular Booch Queens Express trick or street trick or street uh and tomorrow evening I'll be uh also at one Jackson Street the Exley uh with run for uh, your lives run for your lives uh uh yeah just cute or else pow uh moist towelette and bring uh, treats yeah bring tricks yeah well bring me tricks and trade i'll love you forever and uh sunday bring chill vibes and maybe some cute spooky looks right bring tricks treats trade all of the above just bring it and uh who else dress to just impress, impress or depress or whatever. Dress to decompress. Yes. How about that? Or decompose. Ooh, spooky. Ooh, scary. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, stay tuned uh, for an all new episode of Chuck Dufunk's FSQ. Today is going to be his yeah. last poolside. I yes. heard that. It's like the. Uh, I think that that's the uh, the Santa Monica version of Groundhog's Day. Is you know that autumn is here when yeah. Chuck Defunk packs it all up. We were chatting earlier, and I referenced uh, "Seasons Change" by Expose. Ah. So he may or may not be playing that. We'll see. But you'll see, because you're going to keep it locked here. He's going to bring the funk and bring the noise and the up in about style and the quality six and, and a half. Yes, Gant is all about giving you that precise time. When the bell tolls, it will be... Trolls. <laughs> well, uh, stick around for all of that and more here on The Face Radio. We'll be seeing you next week with our special guest, Naya West. And uh, until then, we're going to leave you with some Debbie Jacobs and uh, a special guest that you might know. See you next week, kids.